0: Hey guys, what's going on? It's your boy George McKay back here on the MLW Rewind. And as you know, if you've watched, you've seen him, you know him. He is my PIC, the one and only Uncle Bobby B. Ahoy, ahoy, how's it going? How it's you going doing? Good. It's going good. It's Fusion Day. Can't be mad on Fusion Day. No, it's always a good day on Fusion Day. That's right. Not that they, they should really change Thursdays to Fusion Day. I think it yeah. should be a thing. Should be a thing. So was fusion day in my house. Damn right it is, as it is in mine. And we just watched a killer fantastic episode. So let's uh let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. Starts off it. with Willie Mack talking to Sam Laterna, talking about opportunities, <laughs> talking about Alex Kane, calling him unworthy, and what his response is. And his response was simply this Alex Kane is talking out of his neck. And at that point, Alex Kane shows up and pretty much calls Willie Mack a bitch-ass hoe and gets knocked on his ass with the fastest slap I have ever seen. And as they exchange oh. a few blows, security breaks it up, and all you see in the camera and the far angle is Sam Laterna just trying to get out of the danger zone.
1: That, was, that slap was like lightning. Like I didn't even, you almost didn't even see it no nope. uh i i mean we know willie mack is is a quick and agile dude for his size but you, you didn't know he could slap at the speed of light like holy smokes well, we uh have. yeah that was that was that was a cool little uh, interchange i liked it
0: absolutely and that's what kicked off a rather uphill episode if you will uh mlw's back in mexico tijuana to be exact and our first match of the night is Alex Kane versus The Callings Delirious. Now, Alex Kane has been talking about how Bumaye is international. Well, with we forgot to really think about it for a second. The Calling, with the inclusion of Delirious, they're also international. So The Calling as well, you know, showing their international skill. And this was a good match, a good match. A lot of smack talk by Alex Kane. Mexico does not like Alex Kane. If I learned every anything after this match... Mexico hates some Alex Kane, 150%. But nonetheless, it was a great match. Delirious got his spots in. But every time he built momentum, Kane was able to shut it down, whether it be rolling away from what potentially could have been a suicide dive or moonsault flip off the ropes to executing every suplex that he possibly could in rather quick fashion. He secures the win. And uh, the crowd was all fired up with a whole lot of booze and at the end to add insult to injury alex kane stands on the top turnbuckle waving the american flag in a country that absolutely hates that flag you cannot be surprised he got the reaction that he got rob what did you think of delirious and kane in this opening contest
1: yeah kane taking a little page out of the book of sam adonis i dare say but yeah it was a it was a fun match and i mean it was it was a cool way to integrate the calling into a world title shot without making it too big of a deal, like without it being a Akira or whether it was a world title shot or not. Just a match against Alex Kane. It's keeping that that calling Bumaye heat going. Uh it, it was a fun little match. I liked it. Delirious definitely had the crowd behind him. And he almost he, he had a couple of real close, close instances there. But
0: our boy Alex Kane with that big suplex. Uh, what did he call it? It is the it wasn't ah, a cane geez. maker because he hit the cane maker and delirious did kick out of it. I'm not sure what that exact type of suplex was. I don't know if Olympic said it.
1: Then, yeah, whatever it is. It it, it killed Delirious and we had a winner. So yeah, Alex did. Kane continues his
0: dominance. Absolutely. And this was, guys, for anyone at home wondering, this was a non-title match. Yeah, non-title I match. I thought the title, so. The title was not on the line. Uh so there was no repercussions if Kane may have lost, but the momentum would have swung in the callings' favor if they had figured out how to already beat the champ in a non-title contest but he keeps that mystique alive and we move forward we get a recap of Mance and Cardona the whole beef everything that's leading up to Fury Road uh, in a kiss my foot match that's right it is now officially a kiss my foot match which means at the end of the match the loser will have to kiss the winner's foot we get a Cardona promo on Mance Warner and Mance apparently according to Matt Cardona this is breaking wrestling news Mance is a shower dodger. That's right. He does not shower after he competes all over the country. And, um, you know, he's not going to get a big win at Cardona's expense. Also, uh, he gives Mance kind of the rundown on his pedicure procedure, if you will. The cucumber scrub, the clear polish. He gets it every two weeks. I mean, Mance would be lucky to kiss Matt Cardona's foot, according to matt cardona but matt cardona also stating with wtf that's the world titan federation and msl behind him uh he is almost pretty much cleared for victory mance will not stand a chance at fury road uh we get a deep dive actually sorry before we go into the deep dive on willie mac what'd you think of mance uh or siri the matt cardona promo on mance and do you agree with the uh pedicure procedures every two weeks the cucumber scrub the clear polish are you a fan
1: I'm not a pedicure guy myself. i'm I'm not a feet. I'm not a feet guy. In fact, i whatever higher power there is in the world, I thank it every day that I am not attracted to feet. Mm. Um, so I, you know, I, I kind of glossed over the whole pedicure, but just on Matt Cardona specifically, uh, a lot of people talk talk smack about Matt Cardona, but here's the thing. pro wrestling, a lot of it involves acting. You're playing whether that character is even an extension of yourself. You're still playing it up, mm. and you're playing a character, mm. and so there's there's conviction that comes into play here. It's like, are you believing what you're saying, or are you just saying it? And Mac Cardona has conviction. So even something as simple as cutting a promo in his house, which normally I'm not a fan of, he he made it work with that conviction. And speaking of, we'll, we'll get to that later. But Becca also falls into that category of fantastic believable not just saying it feeling it so hmm. i was uh, i was pretty impressed with that that little I, I don't know about the kiss my foot match that's going to be a, a, a disaster um it's been a while since i saw a kiss my anything match but <laughs> hey let's let's
0: let's do it i'm down well listen we've seen kiss my foot matches before jerry the king lawler and brett the hitman heart had a wild one back in the day we've also seen the kiss my ass match uh and that's uh well that was made famous by vincent kennedy mcmahon so um you know a lot of body parts have been kissed in the ring and to bring back a classic like the foot why not it's overdue why not Kiss my yeah. foot it's different it's not uh i
1: mean there's worse things you could be you could be kissing and, and, and i mean advantage man's here because
0: boy he's a shower dodger
1: well, Cardona's got the... I mean, in the event Mance has to kiss Cardona's foot, it's going to be sweaty from the match, but at least it'll be a nice... Like, I don't know what, what Mance's feet look like. This could be... this Cardona might have bit
0: off more than he could chew here. Bit off more foot than he could chew. Nice pun. The only person who really knows what Mance Warner's feet look like is Mance Warner when he's laying diagonally on the floor. Because when he pops his head up after a wild night of drinking, his feet are usually the first thing he sees. Okay. Yeah, let's go with that. What it's true. You're laying diagonally right. on the floor. You pop your head up. The first thing you see is your feet. Well, usually, the first thing I see is the ceiling. Yeah, but again, when you pop your head up, not open your eyes up. You tilt your head up. You see your feet. Yeah, but you only see the top of them. Yeah, but that's the part that would be. They're not gonna kiss. No, no.
1: The if you're kissing my foot. You're kissing the sole of my foot, the nasty part, right oh. on the ball of my foot. Oh, God, that's man. where you're kissing you're dark. not the top who's getting the top of my foot who gives
0: a shit the top of my foot that's okay. nothing all right moving on from the feet we're moving we're gonna move past the feet completely uh let's get a deep dive into willie mack uh always filmed very awesomely by the mlw production team got to give them credit on these little uh, five minute vignettes they do which give us an insight into the wrestler that we may not know uh talking about losing his mom in a fire when he was three years old, uh, she was under the influence of substances. As he spoke about, he talks about, that's how he got the burn scar on his left hand. Um, and he talks about, you know, getting his WWE tryout uh, and, you know, passing, getting that shot about to report to Orlando, a little a week out gets the call. It says, don't bother coming. Uh, and at that point uh, kind of took a nosedive in his career. He was kind of homeless bouncing around from living in his car, living on people's couches to, building himself back up and getting another chance from some other promotions obviously we know one of them being impact wrestling now he's back in MLW, and he wants to take what's his and Alex Kane has got the backing he's got the movement he's got the people Willie Mack doesn't care he wants what's his and that is that MOW championship and I thought this was a great insight what's your thoughts on the Willie Mack uh, five minute uh, insight Yeah, I mean, I'm not
1: I'm not one of those people that's like a wrestling encyclopedia and I know everything. I really respect those people who are because that's a lot of knowledge. So I did not know a lot of this stuff about Willie Mack. And that's pretty inspiring. You know, anybody who can come back from adversity, even as a child, uh, because that is that is a a terrible thing to go through, like losing your mom in a fire at such a young age. A fire Uh, which
0: was caused by her substance abuse. Yeah.
1: And, 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 you know, being burned yourself and be, because of it, that's really inspiring. And, and from a pro wrestling point of view, mm. it really solidifies Willie Mack as the, the absolute baby face here. Like if you didn't get behind Willie Mack watching that promo, I don't know. You're probably not human. Like he's, he's just, he's come back from it. And I think that's tremendously uh, admirable and, and something I respect that from anybody that does that. So it really like gave some, little more stakes to this like not only is alex been just trash talking willie mac and calling him all kinds of names the grimace of pro wrestling telling him he's not worthy (laughs) now you got this angle of willie mac who's you i don't want to say sympathy but you generate kind of just that oh man i really want to see this guy succeed he's been through so much he's worked so hard so smart and like you said these things are always done really well really slick production uh i enjoy these little vignettes of of getting to know people and we'll get another one uh tonight as
0: well well we'll get one right after this one but uh yeah to go back to what you're saying everybody loves for some reason as human beings uh and it's not a bad thing which is something we love as human beings we love the comeback stories we love these stories of overcoming and rising you know like like uh, macho man said at the best the cream always rises to the top you know what i mean so we yep. <laughs> excuse me as human beings we love those kind of stories you don't really hear somebody saying Man, I love the story of, uh, you know, that wrestler who literally got trained by the best mommy and daddy paid for everything. And now he's, you know, he's the best because he had the best trainers. Yeah. You never see hear some. You never hear a fan say, I fucking love that, that person because they literally came up from everything and now they're everything. So you always hear people say, I love the people who came from nothing. And I get it. Somebody's probably watching and saying, well, why are you talking about the obvious? I'm talking about the obvious because the fact is, is that this promo did exactly what it was supposed to do. You were on the fence about Willie Mack, maybe? You're on the fence about Alex Kane, who you want to cheer for in this match? And this promo did exactly what it does for people who enjoy the underdog, who enjoy the hero. And that's what they did with this promo. They made Willie Mack that underdog hero that you you just want to see win because of all the shit he's been through so yep. to reiterate what you said but yeah i mean like i said I, I wish one time though somebody would be like fuck man i loved hearing that story about so and so and they really just they had it all and now they're just doing it you know i just for once i just you know just flip it up a little bit switch it up that's all i'm saying just one time one time only one time uh we also get another deep dive into another wrestler like rob said XO. we hear about her journey talking about always having wrestling on in her home uh because her sister and her dad pretty much got into wrestling and then she came along seven years difference between her and her sister and her sister was the older sibling so the older sibling at least in my house always controlled the remote that's it whatever they were watching you were watching if you didn't want to watch it go play or leave the room that's it straight up and uh she fell in love with wrestling because it was always on her sister signed up for training she went and the ring just called to her in her words and she ended up training as well And then getting an opportunity to go to Japan to hone her craft and become better, she was on the fence about it. And you may wonder, well, why was she on the fence about it? She was on the fence about it because at that exact moment in her life, her father had been diagnosed with stage four cancer. And instead of her father saying, stay home, take care of me, her father pushed her to go, told her to go. And she said that's something she'll always remember about him, always in the past tense, as I'm sure he unfortunately lost his battle with cancer. Uh, but now she's, uh, you know, coming out of the pandemic. There wasn't a whole lot of opportunities for indie wrestlers like her. And she wanted to come to this promotion that was starting their women's division. That they were passionate about their women's division. And her, Willow, a whole bunch of people, her sister as well, had come into the MLW ranks to build up this division. And they did well for even Willow for the short stint that she was there. She definitely put her stamp on that featherweight division. And now Delmi is the face of that featherweight division. And she wants to make this a true world championship she wants to defend it and carry it everywhere so that the people who built her up are always going to be behind her like her father and i thought that was great that gave a little humanizing aspect to delmi Excel. i mean she's already a baby face but now you just you want to see her excel because of you know that family adversity and and, and kudos to these wrestlers for allowing us in in these kind of vulnerable moments. It's hard to talk about that. It's hard for Willie Mack probably to go back down that rabbit hole that he did. Even when he did the one on Jacob of two, Alex Hammerstone, like Hammerstone talked about all the hate he gets because it's like, Oh, you're just Hulk Hogan in like modern form. Well, there's a little bit more to that. And I think these insights give us, give us that aspect, that, uh, you know, even though they're larger than life characters, they really do have, uh, everyone has a story and some stories are great some stories are horrible and people have been through horrible shit and for them to share that with us it's great for mental health I mean you never know that promo by Delmi Exo that vignette could have reached someone who's going through the same situation not so much with pro wrestling but somebody in their family you know going 12 rounds with chemo but ultimately losing a fight right I mean that's that was the way I look at it so what's your thoughts
1: uh well like i i lost my father to cancer when i was 12 years old uh did you know the chemo the whole nine yards so i know the struggle and uh it's a hard thing to to uh overcome cuz you never you know you never stop missing your parents but uh, yeah like you said it's 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 very nice that they they get vulnerable like that and kind of let the fans in a little bit know a little bit more of their story um I thought it was really interesting the way she just she showed up for training with her sister and she was like, yeah, I I am going to I am going to participate and just shout out to Alex Hammerstone because his social media stuff is great because, like you said, he gets a lot of, you know, anybody who's who's built like Hammerstone, you're going to get the accusations. Oh, this guy's on the gas or whatever. So Hammer just has some of the best responses for that stuff. Like, oh, I could look like you, too. If I was on steroids. okay then go do it. Do it then then do it right like oh i could look like you then do it like good good for him so and and just tying that back to mental health hammerstone grew up you know kind of a skinny whatever and in self confidence he started going to the gym got him so you know mental health is a big thing and we're going off on deep tangents here but uh i really liked hearing that that promo that vulnerability and it was interesting to get a little get to know a little bit more about the god queen
0: XO. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I don't think we're going on tangents I think we tied it up in a nice little neat bow uh, But speaking of tangents How about a tangent by Becca She interrupts one of the MLW brass Asking where, like where the fuck Is Delmi She's supposed to be in Tijuana But she's not You know, Becca's got a hit track On Tijuana Radio Caliente And, you know, she doesn't have a match in Tijuana When her track is number one on Tijuana Radio I want to, again, specify Only on you want a radio just uh that's i'm pretty sure it'll be a global global but that's right now that's what was specified by becca herself i'm just quoting what becca said okay was it called party
1: caliente i must have missed that
0: party caliente all i got was caliente so i'm just gonna go with caliente
1: yeah caliente uh i i mean uh, going back to what i said hold on hold on just give me a second I i gotta
0: tie things up Uh, So, Delmi not in Tijuana because she's actually in Germany defending the WXW title. So, she couldn't come to Tijuana. Uh, But Becca not having a match uh, to her was disgusting. She is very upset. And the person who she was speaking to was ugly, stupid, and lazy. And at that point, she asks him to pick one because he is all three and it's doing nothing for her. (laughs) Go ahead.
1: Becca delivered this with such conviction. Like, if you didn't know better, you would think she is Becca. Like, she just, everything about this was perfect. She was just giving it to that poor guy. We're building up Becca here. Uh, I'm I'm a huge fan. I mean, she's incredibly talented as a wrestler, as a musician. Just the, her vocals are unreal. She's She's putting so many other musical artist to shame right now it's just it's unbelievable so you know keep keep your eye on the charts party caliente will be hopping up right up there with uh, hot summer fun i don't
0: i don't i don't like i don't know where we go from here sometimes because i f- i feel where I, do we go from here i f- i feel like i feel like you're blinded to the fact that um by the this, light maybe by by the light of the fact that this girl has absolutely no singing talent whatsoever.
1: Oh my god, dude! You need your ears checked.
0: I think you, I
1: think you. Sorry, sorry. Which one of us has been a musician for over like twenty years? I'm uh, I'm not.
0: I I you have, but you must. be to, You must be tone deaf. You have I, to be. I'm
1: pretty sure I've like been playing in a band for like years.
0: I've heard. I have kicked a ra- me out I've yet. Heard a raccoon get run over on the street that sounds better than becca wow yeah that's
1: that's an outrageous accusation now you're just being pejorative and insulting oh
0: here we go fucking rob magnoli with the fucking college level words for fuck's sakes okay whatever listen we're going to agree to disagree because i don't think you and i are going to ever come to a consensus on becca as an in-ring technician she is phenomenal as a character she is phenomenal everything she's doing is top tier as a and
1: musician she is
0: out of this world well she's she's definitely out of something she's out of talent but we're gonna move on we get a fury road update and uh, we are literally as we were recording this we are one month away that's right four weeks away from fury road sunday september 3rd special 6 p.m start time on fight plus 7.99 a month you get that plus all other great additional content you don't want to miss this The last one was fantastic. Never say never. Rob and I came came over. We hung out. We watched it. We recorded right after and it's one of our highest rated episodes. So you know we're going to do that shit again for Fury Road 150%. Now, uh, the update that we know so far, we already know a few matches. We know Kane versus Mac for the title. We know Cardona versus Warner in a Kiss My Foot match. And now announced today, Becca versus Maki Ito. I hope I'm saying that right.
1: Maki Maki Ito, buddy. That's big.
0: The queen of shit absolutely and the winner of this match will go on to become the number one contender for the god queens featherweight championship so this match has huge implications for becca especially because if she wants delmi this is a match where delmi can't run from and delmi is not a tie of valkyrie she's not going to run from a title fight so this is huge for maki ito if you've if you've not seen maki ito go watch. like i I,
1: i'm not a petty childish person most of the time but like i just love the fact that every time maki ito steps in the ring jim Cornette has a small aneurysm like she's she's just irreverent and awesome and like i said she's the queen of shit she's hilarious this is going to be a banger i can't wait to see what happens but i am predicting a becca win via 450 splash hopefully with a musical performance to follow
0: Could very well be. Could very well be. And I am not going to be predicting that for sure. I want Maki Ito to wipe the floor with Becca. 150%. Because I think Maki Ito versus Delmi Xo is a phenomenal matchup. Don't get me wrong. Becca versus Delmi will be fired too. hateful. I'm not hateful. I'm not. I said she's a great. Again, you're blinded. You're 100% blinded. All right. We get MLW draft. Round number six for the open draft. The draftees were as follows. Matt Cardona, Kevin Blackwood, Tiara James, O'Shea Edwards, Love Duck, was last week's round number five draft. And now round number six is without a doubt, but that's my drum roll Ichiban. That's right. From the number one dojo, Ichiban will be coming to MLW. And I got to say, man, last year's draft was great, really great. But this year's draft has exceeded expectations. They've brought in a little something for everybody. And this really increases the roster tenfold I can't wait to see TR James mix it up in that featherweight division I can't wait to see what love Doug does uh now Ichiban O'Shea Edwards we already knew as a powerhouse we know him from the STP days if you don't know what I'm talking about go back through the ROH archives and check out that shit because that guy's phenomenal Kevin Blackwood you and I know very very well and then of course Matt Cardona I mean this is a great draft round don't get me wrong two years ago we got Alex Kane and that was huge we also got Davey richards but we know how that ended but still phenomenal talent nonetheless for mlw but rob i mean come on what do you think about Ichiba? man i think this is a great addition to that middleweight division 150 percent
1: middleweight division he's been uh, an indie guy he's been making a name for himself he's uh got very interesting style very fun to watch he's gonna slot right into mlw no problem I haven't seen anything from him in terms of promo work, but I'm sure we're going to. So, hey, this is a hot signing. They've really, like you said, stepped it up with this draft. We brought in some really good names. I'm excited for the next year of MLW. See what these
0: draftees are going to do. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And now we got our main event, Six Man Action. I hope I'm saying some of the names right. If I'm not, I apologize in advance. Rob, I may ask you for help because you definitely have the pronunciations better. So we got Willie Mack. And Jack Cartwheel, if you don't know who Jack Cartwheel is, I actually just sat down with him literally two weeks ago. It's on the Straight Talk Wrestling YouTube page. Check it out. It was a fun little short interview, but he is a phenomenal talent. He's only 22, so he has not even reached his limit. He, I put him in the same conversation as a Jordan Oliver, as a Nick Wayne. Like, this is the next crop of young guns coming up, and he is definitely one to keep an eye on. And their partner is, uh, Rob, you know what we have with this one? I think it's Mestis or Mestisis.
1: Okay, so uh, this... Just to, to back up a little bit, th- these matches were actually filmed back in February.
0: Uh-huh. I know that. So this
1: that, is yeah. Let's not spoil it. No, no, but I'm but I'm saying so so you've got you had Willie Mac, Jack Cart, Cartwheel, Mysticis Junior, I believe it was. I could be okay. mistaken. Okay. And then that was they were uh versus Black Danger, Dinamico, and uh Genio Dalere.
0: I thought it I was Scalibur.
1: Oh, they did change that. It was Scalibur, you're right. Scaliber,
0: Scalibur. That was the only one I didn't need help with because is easy. It reminds me of Excalibur, so it's very simple to pronounce. Uh but yeah, so uh, Scalibur... scaliper, uh Daningo, you said? Demonico? Denonico? Uh Dinamico. Dinamico and uh who's the last one? Uh Black Danger. No, no. Genio del Oh,
1: Genio del R.
0: There it is. Genio. See, that's my problem. I always get the G's and the H's mixed up.
1: That's so, okay. That's so do up. I'm probably saying it wrong. Who knows?
0: Who knows? But it, this match was filmed in february or not it was worth the wait this match was fucking fire unreal lit it up in ways that i could not imagine everyone was flipping there were so many three on one attacks and so many like break up of the pins that ref at one point was so exhausted he was counting with both hands but i don't think he was counting with both hands on purpose i think he was tired he was trying to hold himself up with the other hand that guy was sliding all over the fucking ring uh that was actually uh, kudos to the ref man he kept up with those guys like nobody's business so the unsung hero of this match is that ref Kudos, tip of the hat to that gentleman because he was sweating more than the six wrestlers in the ring by the time it was all said and done. But Jack Cartwheel uh, getting that amazing height at the end of the match for that one, two, three. Fucking impressive. And Jack Cartwheel, man, the speed on this kid, the agility, the moxie is phenomenal. I got to see him wrestle at the Man Lucha last month. He's coming back this month, uh, tail end of August, and this kid is just fucking dangerous man if you don't know what i'm talking about check out his AEW dark work too even though dark is no longer running still very much available on youtube and this kid has a promising promising future uh Uh,
1: the mexican crowd loved him they were going
0: oh yeah they were all over him actually i gotta say this too they also really dug on willie max dance moves man that inverted oh that was great that inverted worm into the three-on-one assault like i'm sorry to scalibur and team why did you break up the inverted worm? At least let him finish. But fuck, Willie Mac can go, and then the macarena into the standing moonsault. Like you gotta be fucking kidding me, man. That was
1: great. Uh, just great. Like wrestling is entertainment. I was entertained. I thought that was hilarious. Didn't take a, a take away from a very good lucha libre style match. The crowd was into it. I saw a lot even after the bell. Like everyone was was going nuts. So you know Mexican crowds are are pretty unforgiving. If you're not good, you're gonna know about it. Uh, they they really seemed to enjoy that that stuff as we did. I thought that was just a super fun match to watch. I would recommend anybody to watch this one.
0: yeah, absolutely. The ladies were loving Willie Mack doing the uh, spin at the end of the Macarena, man. he was grooving his hips were gyrating, and a lot of ladies in the audience were standing up clapping. I don't uh,
1: I don't think Willie was sleeping alone on that excursion. No,
0: I think Willie definitely uh, definitely got a little salsa in his blood hundred fifty percent All right. And at the end of that match, what we thought would be the end of this episode is not the end of this episode, as Lance and Juicy are kind of, I guess, coming out of the corridor of the Mexican arena. They are jumped by the calling, the gas mask goons. Juicy kind of thrown inside, locked inside while it becomes a three-on-one assault on Lance. And this is definitely building towards what we kind of already knew was going to be happening. This match will probably be announced in a few weeks, but it'll be Jacob Atu versus Ricky Shane Page. At Fury Road for that open weight championship, 150. percent The Calling wants all the gold. Now that they've got the tag team titles around their waist, they've got the middleweight title around their waist. The next goal is the open weight title, and I believe we're going to see Mandy Leon probably work a program with Delmi very, very soon after this number one contendership. Who knows? Yeah, uh, she'll be working got... a
1: program with Becca, if anything.
0: Well, well, what I'm thinking is, and just roll with me on this one. I could be way off kilter, but I, I would love to see Mandy Leon interfere in this match causing uh disqualification and then we set up a fatal four-way for the Mm -hmm. next event after fury road i would not mind seeing delmy versus mandy versus becca versus maki i wouldn't mind it at all
1: yeah let's see if if they could
0: bring her in for this event they could bring her in for their next event in uh i believe the next one will be in november I'm not sure what it's called, but uh, I believe it. I believe it is Kings of Coliseum. I could be wrong, but the next event after Fury Road would be Kings of Coliseum. At least if I remember from the schedule that they posted. So I would not mind seeing that. But you're right. Probably going to be running a program with Becca. But after Becca, whoever wins that one, I believe Mandy will pop her head into that storyline for sure. Quicker than later for sure. But uh, yeah, and they've they've got plans for everything. When when and if the calling. And Boom IA meets will probably be next year at War Chamber. That's when we're going to see the that calling and Boom IA kind of get together on that one for sure. And that's when they'll run the program. I'm not sure who they're going to put up against uh, Alex Kane because if Ricky's the open way champion and a co tag team champion, I think they're going to be bringing, I think the calling is going to be adding some more members before it's all said and done. You know what? Who would fit great into the calling? Kevin Blackwood. And I think Kevin Blackwood and Alex Kane would have a banger of a match. Man, so, this could happen. This could happen. It could happen, absolutely. But that was this episode, in a nutshell, wrapped in a can, in a box, surrounded by Pandora, in a mystery. All these good things. But this this episode was fantastic. It was great. It had a little bit of insight, a little bit of humility, a little bit of humanity, and a whole lot of great wrestling. All like I that. I enjoyed it. I did. I enjoyed it as well. I enjoyed it as well. And uh, like Rob said, to reiterate, um, you know, we... We agreed on a few things. We disagreed. Willie Mac definitely had some salsa in his blood. And life is good all around, 150%. And, um, yeah. So, Rob, you want to shout out your only social that you pay attention to? And then we'll say our goodbyes and wrap it up.
1: The real Uncle Bobby B on Instagram. And that's – I don't go on X or uh, – <laughs> I
0: was – I was wet. that's why I wanted to call – I was waiting for this. I, I woke up and I'm like, what the hell is this X? icon on my phone i was like i thought i thought apple started like a porn channel that's what i thought i was like what
1: the hell is this but yeah x all right yeah no don't use it i only go on x if there's like some drama going on i want to check out in real time other than that i don't use it
0: fair enough i am on x uh (laughs) and i also am on instagram and i'm on facebook and you can find us on straight doc wrestling at youtube if you're watching that don't forget to hit that subscribe Hit that notification bell so you get notified every time MLW drops an episode. Straight Talk drops an episode. we got a lot of great content. The family includes myself, the one and only Uncle Bobby B, and the mini host who is the future of podcasting. If she chooses to go that route, if she doesn't, no pressure. We're just a father-daughter, Uncle Tandem that have a whole lot of fun.
1: And, of course, uh, we are also part of the Sunday Night's Main Event family. So if you're listening to us on that platform, thank you kindly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's only for MLW Rewind. All the Straight Talk stuff, sorry. You're not going to get it on there. All right, anyways, peace, love, and wrestling. See you guys next week.
1: Adios.